Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with me, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. I am here with another level five circle achiever. Here we have Terry Hales. Wave, say hello. Hi. (laughs) This is Terry Hales. Now, let me, guys, let me tell you guys a little something about Terry because she and I met through BNI. So anybody who's been listening to the podcast for a while, you now know that I am a professional network when I'm not coaching and doing podcast interviews. And so I reached out to a bunch of Ruth Dan and Fields representatives for this podcast in order to have this conversation. She's one of the people that I reached out to. And we started connecting on Facebook and we had a Zoom one-to-one. And oh my gosh, it's so amazing because it's so fun when you find someone who is like your soul sister who just lives in another state because this is totally, <laughs> we have connected in so many different ways. But we just have a blast. We, we hang out on Facebook all the time and we, we chat back and forth. And, and so you guys are probably wondering, okay, just get to telling me about Terry. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So she's Terry Hales. She has been an entrepreneur since she was four years old and decided to open a lemonade stand to rival the next door neighbor girls. And since making her very first dime, her life has always included a business venture of some sort. She loves having fun and she loves the adventure of being creative in business and exploring psychology with her super hot therapist husband. I've seen pictures. I can attest. She's got a super hot husband, right? This is a good thing. They're awesome. They are so cute together, y'all. And also how the psychology applies to their success as business people. She is also a board game enthusiast. Oh my gosh, I love those two. Oh, we should talk some more. And she is slightly addicted to chocolate. And as she says in her bio, seriously, hand it over. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Terry. Thank you. I love being here. I'm so excited to get to chat with you about business. It's going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. So obviously in your bio, you kind of touch on the fact that you've been an entrepreneur pretty much for life. Mm-hmm. So what is it that drew you to Rodan and Fields of all the different opportunities that you've got out there? You know, that's a really, really great question. So before Rodan and Fields, I was a wedding photographer for 10 years and I loved my job. Honestly, I really did. I love taking pictures of people on their wedding day. I loved being there with everyone, like high stress, all of that. I I loved taking, like making art for people. What I didn't love is I was gone from my family from March to November. And my kids, when they were tiny, it really wasn't that big of a problem because I was with them throughout the day, throughout the week. But as they got older, I was missing out on soccer. I was missing out on scouts. I was missing out on all of their award ceremonies. I didn't make a family reunion for 10 years because they... You know, I would book out a year or two in advance and they would book family reunion four months in advance or six months in advance. And so a lot of my relationships suffered. I loved what I did, but I felt like 
I had to lose my social life. So my friends, my family, they all had to be pushed onto the back burner in order for me to work. And it really was, I mean, I was paid by the hour. So I had to work more hours to make more money. You could only raise your prices so much with supply and demand. And so I was kind of in a place where I was looking for solutions. I had tried, you know, training a high school person to edit my pictures. I tried hiring an editing company, but the way I describe it is it's kind of like going to one of those painting classes where they show you the art and they even tell you step by step how to make the art. But at the end of the class, you end up with however many pictures of however many people are there. If there's 24 people, you've got 24 completely different pictures that are sort of similar. Mm -hmm. And so photography is an art and people wanted the art I was creating. And so it was really difficult. And I started having panic attacks. And so I was looking for a solution. Around that time, my friend Erin Bringhurst started posting about Rodan and Fields. And I swore I would never, ever, 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 ever do direct sales. Um, I don't consider myself a salesperson even now. I don't know. I just had a completely different vision from what it ended up being. But as I watched her run her business, it, it wasn't what I thought direct sales would be. And it, well, she started getting amazing results. And so having been a photographer, I was outside all the time and I had sun damage because I thought sunscreen was only to keep you from getting sunburned. And I'm half Mexican. So yeah, like I've got that, that skin that doesn't really sunburn all that much. So I didn't wear sunscreen and I ended up with dark spots, but I watched all of my friends start getting results and I really wanted the products. And I wanted them all. And so I bought the the kit and I figured if I have the kit, why not see what the business was like? And I loved the products from the very first day. So here we are. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, you know, because one of the things that just came to mind is, so how long did you overlap the two businesses? Because I'm, I'm sure there had to be some overlap where you were doing wedding photography and being the skincare expert. Yes. How about how long was that overlap? So the overlap ended up being about a year and a few months. So I was usually booked at least a year, year and a half out. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of months into the business, I could already see that I was going to replace my income pretty quickly if things continued to build. I replaced my income completely within six months. So an income that took me 10 years to build, I replaced in six months. And then um, I still had several months of contracted weddings that I needed to finish out. So I finished those out. And then I shot my last wedding, I believe, in October of 2017 out in Maryland, which was really fun. There you go. That's awesome. So you replaced your income fairly quickly. And you've Mm -hmm. now been in business for three years? Three and a half years now. Three and a half years now. 3.5. I'll add that on my bio. Fix that for you on the post post production. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So you've been in business for three and a half years and you have achieved level five circle, Mm -hmm. which is almost at the top. Am I correct? Yeah. That's the top 2% of the company. Top 2%. So how long did it take you to hit this level? So I hit level five in five months, which is really, really fast. Mm-hmm. I was racing someone else on my team. She hit it in four months. I hit it in five. I'm a little bit competitive. I, you kind of know that about me. So um, yeah, so I hit it in five months, but level five circle actually wasn't a thing until literally the month that I hit level five. 
they attached a volume to level five in order to hit level five circle and go on a trip. And I achieved that four months later by holding my volume. So as you went through, as you're going through all of this, obviously you've got kids, you're transitioning from one business to another. What are some of the obstacles or what was a big obstacle that you dealt with? Because nobody, I don't care how long you've been in business, has had a perfectly smooth journey. We all have obstacles that jump in our way. So what would you say was either your biggest or some of your biggest obstacles? So when I very first started, I was actually homeschooling my kids. My oldest has autism, and so homeschool is the best viable option for him. So I was homeschooling and running a business, hence the anxiety. So time management was really kind of a big thing. I got really good at multitasking and using just a lot of the the little tiny moments, just really getting aware of the little tiny moments in my day that I was kind of frittering away or just, you know, zoning out. Mm-hmm. And so I got really, really conscious about when, I guess, when my kids were putting on their shoes, then it would take 10 minutes for them to do it themselves. <laughs> Utilizing that time to send a couple of messages or to reach back and follow up with somebody or to help a team member. So those little moments, let's get real honest, some of my most free moments were in the bathroom because I didn't have little kids, you know, around me. So I did Mm -hmm. run quite a bit of my business from the bathroom. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) for you guys who know me and are like, wait a second, when I very first started this, but When you really want something and you have a vision, you're willing to utilize whatever moments. Um, I would use those five minutes when I was just trying to calm down before going to bed to send, again, a couple more messages, um, follow up really quickly. And I did phone calls while, you know, stirring spaghetti. And it was difficult. I gave up all the, like, time that I just numbed on Facebook, you know, just scrolling or playing games. Um, I love to play threes. So, quit playing the games on my phone. So all those things I used to do to just kind of numb the YouTube videos, those sorts of things I gave up for a while in order to build this because I could really see where it would go if I would utilize my time wisely. Um, So that was the very biggest obstacle at the very beginning for like the first year. Mm -hmm. But we grew, I mean, we grew steadily. We we grew quickly. The people on my team were, were having success. The biggest obstacle for me, once we hit level five circle, in fact, right about the time we hit level five circle, my husband and I underwent a faith transition and for that's a huge disruption to your social circle, especially when it's been your faith your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, over half the people I knew and interacted with the people I was close to shared the same faith that I did. And to leave that, I mean, it really, really interrupted people on my team and their ability to possibly trust me, customers, potential customers. And it also like not just the business I had or the potential business I had, but it really affected my vision of myself, my own view of myself. When a bunch of people act very strange around you or act differently around you than they used to, it really makes you question your self-worth, it, it, your own self-image. And so I had about a year where we were building at the same rate that we were losing Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of plateaued for a good year, year and a half, and it really didn't start building again until I started to believe in myself again and kind of got my footing again. So, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And for, for people who haven't undergone a faith transition, as she so lovingly calls it, um, <laughs> you can absolutely, cause all of us have a moment where our whole life 
flips upside down. It can be the death of a loved one. It can be a divorce. It can be anything like this where all of a sudden life changes. I think probably the closest thing that I would say is probably, you know, when I went through my divorce, it was very similar because there are people who act differently around me um, because they are more closely uh, connected to my ex. And so it, it does kind of change really how you begin first think about yourself. And so that's a really hard thing to go through because you think, oh, well, they're going to totally understand what happened because this, you know, and some people just don't, unfortunately. I'm glad that you got to the point where you realized that, you know, believing in yourself, believing the business that you have was the, the game changer for you. So was there, was there something that was brought to your attention that helped you make that shift back into belief? So I have to tell you, I mean, you mentioned before that my husband is a marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. So it really helps being married married to a therapist um, who is at work getting therapy for himself and then coming home and, you know, sharing those things with me as well. And my background is also in therapy. It's um, in psychology. That's what my bachelor's degree is in. So we would have a lot of psychological discussions. And honestly, Brene Brown, if you guys have not read Brene Brown, huge, huge, her ability. Uh, her ability to, to describe like authenticity and connection with other people, empathy, really one of the biggest things for me was learning to empathize with myself and realize that every single person has a different, I guess, a different take on a situation and everybody's point of view is valid. And so really getting to a point of recognizing that while other people might not agree with me, that my point of view, my experience was valid, the way I experienced things was valid. And, and that, I guess, allowed me to kind of like, not question myself so much to realize like this, this is my experience. And that's your experience. And we can have completely different experiences. There's not a right and a wrong experience. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, has really allowed me to grow. And Really, it's made me a better team leader because everybody experiences our business differently. They have different thoughts and opinions. And there's no like feeling of, of um, attack when we disagree on things. I mean, we can all just have different experiences and they're all valid. So I love that for anybody who's been listening. So some of my listeners know that I am also going through another coaching program, a coaching certification program right now called Ohana, the Ohana way. And one of the things we talk about in the Ohana way is I have a point, you have a point. Mm-hmm. So we when you, points. we both have points and we, we don't all have to agree. We just have to exactly. respect the fact that we all haven't had the same experiences. So I love that you bring that up because that's, when people begin to believe that, then they realize the opportunity for win-win, the opportunity for agreeing to disagree without being wrong is possible because a lot of people assume agree to disagree means I still think you're wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which right. just isn't. They still think that there's a right and a wrong, a winner and a loser to any like disagreement. And that's just not true. Right. There's no dichotomy. There is just the fact that we have all been brought up through different experiences. We have different filters through which we put our reality through. And so we're going to have, that's why you can have four people who are in a room who observe the same situation, walk out and have four different conversations about what happened in that room. (laughs) I absolutely agree. And it's actually funny. I was trying to describe this to someone and being a photographer really helped. I would go to photography workshops and we would have the same model, same location. You know, she's in the same dress, the same amount of time to shoot. And 
you would come you would come away with completely different photos. I mean, it would almost look like a completely different shoot because somebody would get in close and they would look at the hair piece or the jewelry or the silhouette. Someone else would get like the landscape and the the you know the bride herself would be tiny and other people would you know do more of a portrait with a soft background and it would look completely different. So it was a great way to describe you know, we're looking at the same thing. We're in the same place, having the same experience. And yet we're experiencing this completely differently just because of our interests and our personalities and our experiences. And that's true. Even if you grew up in the same family, Mm -hmm. that even with the same parents, we all come wired differently and we experience things completely differently. So. Absolutely. So with your business, as you've been moving forward, so you've gone through this, what many would say is a a really big obstacle come out at the other side, obviously very successful, because I did get the opportunity to go to the Rodan and Fields convention and see you and meet you in person. And we got to hug for like three seconds and be like, okay, we both, I got to go over here and I got to go, you know, but you know, obviously you're, you're doing very well with Rodan and Fields and, and after the fact of going through this faith transition. So obviously there's some sort of secret to success that you have for either sales, team building, for your business. You know, what would you say is probably your number one secret, if we had to put the quotes around it, what's your number one secret to success to be successful in direct sales? So I have a couple of them. I, you, you talked about this earlier and I was like, oh, is it this one or is it this one? I think it's both. Okay. Um, for me, I really think being authentic, being who you are. A lot of times, especially in direct sales, I will see people join a business and then it's like there's a persona that they try to put on. And I did it too. I remember my very first Rodan and Fields convention. I showed up in a t-shirt and a cardigan, no makeup. I mean, for those of you who don't know previous Terry before Rodan and Fields, I, I still don't really know how to put on makeup, but my skin just looks good. So it looks like I know how to put on makeup. Um, But I did not know how to put on makeup. I didn't really know how to do my hair. I wasn't real confident with dressing myself. And so I showed up just kind of, I looked like a rundown mom, if we're being really honest. Like I had just kind of let myself go and I was like, whatever, this is my season in life. Like I wear cardigans and I wear no makeup and, you Uh know, whatever. But I walked in and Rodan and Fields has a very, when collectively Rodan and Fields consultants get together, it's a very classy business, white collar look. It's, you know, business suits or very well, like trendy, like looks like it should be on Instagram kinds of outs. People with the, there's like a hairdo even, like there's the long hair and it has like the, the curls that go down. And these women who know how to do, I mean, they have the big eyelashes and everything because they're their lashes with lash boost. I got out of the car and there were these women, these gorgeous women walking down the street in these beautiful suits with their high heels on and their designer handbags. And I thought, what have I done? I had already purchased my kit just a few weeks prior. And I thought I'm, I'm in the wrong place. I don't, I don't fit here. And I remember like really hustling to try to be that person and I, it wasn't authentic. It didn't really work. It didn't resonate with my, my network because everybody knew me in my yoga pants and my messy bun and mm-hmm. um, with my ball caps on. And so post-faith transition, that was something I really learned to do was just embrace who I am. I'm goofy. I'm silly. I'm a little socially awkward. Um, I wear yoga pants and ball caps like 80% of the time. And I'm just like... A, 
I'm your homegirl. I'm the girl next door. So that's who I am. I'm the mom that you see at school that's dropping <laughs> off her kid in sweatpants. Like that's me. And I just happen to have great skin too. And I'm going to talk to you even when I look like crud. Like that's just, that's how I roll. So, and people really, really resonate with that because that's authentically who I am. So that's one key to success. The other key to success is I don't have a, I guess, a sense of scarcity. Other people's success is evidence to me of my own success. When I see someone else hit a level, when I see someone else promote, when I see someone else get their book published or their business grows and they hit their first million dollars or whatever it is, instead of feeling like, oh, well, that's not fair or you know, what magic sauce do they have that I don't have? I look at that and say, they've done it. That is success. Like that's, that's evidence that I can be successful too. Like that's mm -hmm. proof. That's the universe showing me to keep going because I can do that as well. So I think those are probably the two things that have helped me the most is just being happy for other people and their success, supporting them, cheering for them, doing everything you can to build other people, understanding that there's plenty out there for all of us. It's not like at some point, new people aren't being born, new 30-year-olds aren't happening, and there's new people that need skincare all the time. Like, we're never going to run out of people who want skincare. Absolutely. It, and I love this because I 100% agree with what you have to say about this because when, when you're not authentic, people are going to sense that even if it's not on a conscious level, they're going to feel very uncomfortable around you just because they, they, they can't put their finger on it, but they just, they just don't know. So when you are authentically who you are and unapologetic about it, as long as you're not being a jerk, let's, True. <laughs> right? True. But if you're authentically a jerk, put that away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, please don't, please don't be an authentic jerk. <laughs> but when you are authentically yourself and unapologetic for who you are and understanding that, you know, coming from a place of abundance, knowing that there is plenty out there for everybody, because frankly, there are 7 billion people in this world. You cannot possibly service them all. Nope. It's physically impossible, you know? And so understanding your, your authenticity and the, the amount of abundance that is out there for us and knowing that not only that, because I think that the big thing that people are the most, probably get the most upset about in direct sales. And I'm sure you've probably seen this where they're like, well, I was talking to Susie, but she joined Mary's team. Mm -hmm. Why did she join all her the time. team? Right. And they're so upset about it. Instead of saying, you know what? I bet, I bet they're a better fit. Well, and even going with that, what I hate seeing is when someone's like, well, she went with her and even saying like, well, that might've been a better fit for her than thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. No, nothing's wrong with you. You're going to attract your people. Your people are out there waiting like for you to connect. They're waiting for that right time. And you just have to continue to be positive and energetic and believe in yourself and keep going and you'll find your people. Mm -hmm. um, so many times I see people that are like, oh, well, she went with her. So therefore I'm not meant to do this or I'm not good enough. I hate it when I see people fall in not enough because they lost a customer or somebody went with someone else. It's just, it's not true. It's not true. Right. You're going to find your people. Exactly. I, I think um, one of the biggest eye-opening moments for me, and this was after I became a coach, was I was at a conference about two years ago, and the gentleman on stage, his name is Steve Ulsher. He said, you know, there are people in the world right now who are praying for you. They just don't know you exist. Yep. And I went... Absolutely agree. 
oh my gosh, still to this day, I think about that moment and I get goosebumps thinking about all the people who want my services or in your case, want your services. They, they want great skin. They just don't know how to get it or they, yeah. or they need another stream of income and they just don't know how to do it. Yeah. And they, they just don't know you exist yet. And so yeah. I, I love that because yeah, there's plenty of people out there and there are lots of, lots of people in direct sales who are not going to want to work with me. I'm okay with that because there's lots of other direct sales coaches out there who are a better fit for them. And I'm okay with that. I know who my tribe are, right? Right. And I think the key to success in, in business is, is understanding you are enough. There's someone out there for you or someone's there's a tribe out there for you. So I think that's so great. So authenticity and abundance, those are two great secrets to success. And if you guys don't know a lot about abundance, I highly recommend you either read the secret or law of attraction by Abraham Hicks totally will help curate your understanding of the abundance that is out there for you. I think it's phenomenal. I love that. Somebody actually told me one time, they were like somewhere they were like, I was on Etsy and somebody is selling crocheted vaginas if and being successful. They're like, if someone can sell that, there is a place for you, no matter how quirky and weird you are. So if someone is doing that, you can do whatever you're doing and be successful. <laughs> so there I you go. 100% love that. That is so true. I am so going to use that as an example now. Yeah. <laughs> I figured this was a good place for it, being the badass, you oh, know, yeah. business totally. mastery podcast and you being the dominatrix. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we can definitely talk about body parts. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. So, you know, moving forward, as people are listening to this, if they wanted more information to get to know either more about the skincare, because maybe they're not familiar with Rodan and Fields. Maybe it just hasn't hit their area yet, because frankly, this is a new company. There's no way it's even come close to becoming this super well-known thing. It's well-known to me because I've been in the direct sales community for 11 years. So I know lots of people. Um, So how would you want people to reach out to you to learn either more about the skincare or the business opportunity? Absolutely. Emily, and I love how you said it's it's not saturated yet. I mean, we've risen to be the number one skincare brand in the United States, in the North America, but we only have 3% of the market. And there's still a huge part of, I mean, 3% is the number 3%. one skincare brand. That's crazy. So there's still 97% of people who aren't using our products or who don't know. I run into probably a person every other day who's like, what? What is that? What is on your t-shirt? Because remember, I wear ball caps and t-shirts and yoga pants. So I wear a lot of branded stuff around. Um, and they're like, what RNF? What is that? So, so many people that that do not know um, what we're doing or what it can do for them. And so, yeah, if you want to know more, the best way is to talk to a consultant. Because when I very first looked at it, I got on a website and it was all Greek to me. Because remember, no cosmetics, no like skincare was, it was all foreign to me. So talk with a consultant. I would love to talk with you. Um, the best ways, I think she has my text or my my cell phone number. I'm mm-hmm. on the, the badass group now on Facebook. So you can talk to me there. Um, I'm on Instagram, Terry Hales. I mean, we kept it real simple there. So just Terry Hales, you can find me there. I check my messages really often. You can Facebook message me, like look up Terry, Terry Aranda Hales. There you go. Any of those ways. Feel free to message me, however. Absolutely. So just so you guys all know, in in case you're listening to this, not 
watching this on video at some point in the future, but you're listening to this on the podcast. If you check the show notes, I will also include Terry's contact information. And of course, as you guys all know, the best way to reach out to any of the people that I'm interviewing here on the podcast is through the Badass Drug Sales Mastery community. If you haven't joined why not? This is access to a coach, myself, your direct sales dom, who's going to help you whip your business into shape. But it's also access to every person who has been interviewed on the podcast to be able to ask them, hey, when you said this, can you tell me more? You have access to a whole community of like-minded people who are in direct sales, who want to celebrate each other, help build each other up and grow and move into the future together by linking arms with other people who want to do the same thing, even if it's not in the same business. So I think it's a great opportunity for you guys to check out and connect with Terry here. If you have more questions about Rodan and Fields. So thank you, Terry, for being here. I so appreciate having you here. You've really had some great insights here. It's going to be really hard for me to pick a title. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry to make it difficult. Thank you no, so much for having me. This was fun. Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I, I love talking with you and I'm sure that this is not going to be the last that we're going to be working together. We have, I'm sure we have a lot to do that we can work together because especially since we're both part of the BNI, That's we right. have a lot of information and networking to share as well. So everybody, thank you so much to listening to this episode of the Badass Drug Sales Mastery Podcast and get ready for another badass episode. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.